This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin One Expandable Backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin One is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code RNRTake30. That's RNRTake30 at TaskinSF.com. In part three of our exclusive countdown of the Rick's favorite movies of 2021, we arrive at each of their number one movies, but not without a surprise that could put an end to their friendship forever. Now, now I have to point out something kind of exciting here. So far, we have not overlapped. This never yeah. happens. This never happens on the show. <laughs> Every time we do one of these countdowns, usually one or the other of us are picking the, the movies the other one will. You just jinxed it. I, I might have. All right. So what's your number one movie so far? 2021. You know, I, I had a hard time with this one. Trying to come up with the number one movie was tough. You know, there like I said, there were quite a few that I enjoyed. Uh, there's some that may have displaced it if I actually had gotten around to seeing them. Uh, but of everything I've seen so far, the one that impressed me the most was Dune. Have you seen this yet? I have, yes, and very impressive. Yeah, yes. so uh, Dune, I, I just thought was a fantastic uh, movie. It was, uh, you know, kind of a, a restart of the Dune series from, was it almost 30 years ago at this point, or was it 20 years ago? Oh, no, easily 30. I think those were coming out through the 80s. Yeah, and so the story follows the the life of uh, Paul Atreides as he's kind of coming up as uh, an elite within the society, and then his family and he go to this world to take over and basically run the quote-unquote spice production on that planet. And spice is interesting because it's it's almost like this uh, magical element that's used from everything from space travel to turning your eyes blue to getting stoned i guess I, it's it's kind of this this magical thing and um and so it, it's kind of a coming of age as he comes into these powers and he's you know coming into you know not only these these supernatural powers but the power over another society the power of government this whole thing and so it's it's a really complex story where you've got these elements of sci-fi fantasy but then you've also got governmental systems and you know uh, colonization and you know slaves and not slaves and like this whole thing built into it with this uh, science fiction story and it's absolutely fascinating. There's tons of layers to it. Uh, and I just really enjoyed it. It really drew me in. I watched it twice just to make sure I caught everything. But in the end, this is this is definitely one of the ones that was my favorite for the year, simply because it, it, it pulled me in. I had to see it twice and I really, it really made me think about it. Yeah, it didn't make my top three, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I went in cold. I was not a Dune fan. I didn't see the original movie. I had not read any of the books, watched this cold and immediately was emailing long time listener bill because i knew he had read the books i was like okay wait so these are human beings i mean they, it says the year ten thousand, and they've got american west artwork with these bulls and then the character the buddy to paul is named dakota or something or utah or something so i was intrigued by that so you go through this movie and you can clearly see the influence it must have had on the books on say george lucas and, and others a lot of star wars seems to draw from this story but you're right it's not just a sci-fi 
sci-fi movie. It is a commentary, and it's about really oil and the Middle East, where the spice is what oil would be. But the spice itself is interesting because apparently that's how mankind travels through space, is through this drug, essentially, that gives the pilots, I guess, an altered state so that they're able to figure out, I don't know if it's wormholes or what, but somehow it enables mankind to travel very, very, very far away from Earth. This movie's extremely well directed. The acting, you know, the kid, I uh, I thought he was great in this. And then Zendaya from uh, Spider-Man. I'm glad I asked longtime listener Bill about this because I knew it to be part of the first of many stories to come. But for me, the middle part of this movie is better than the very ending. It sort of just kind of ended. So I didn't love the ending or where it dropped off. Could have used a little bit more of a climactic scene right there. But this is a really good movie and I am looking forward to the next installments. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I was a little let down at, at how it left off and transitioned to the next one. I think they could have done a little bit more to, like you said, bring it to a peak or a climax before the cliffhanger. Um, but I, I still, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I, it got me, it got me thinking about it for quite a while afterwards, yeah. which is always a sign of a good movie. Yeah, no, I found myself thinking about it quite a bit. All the things it was talking about. Paul being a messiah figure to these people. Exactly. And, uh, and I liked his powers. I mean, his very Jedi-like powers. They even had the voice, you know, when his mother tells him to you know, use the voice and he's practicing the voice. These are not the droids you're looking for. Exactly. Very, very good choice. And, you know, one of the one of the kind of fun things in this was that there were a couple of characters that I was surprised that were in here. Jason Momoa was one of them. Yeah. Played uh, Soldier Duncan. Duncan. Uh, and then Dave Batista. Yes. And so it was just like, yeah, wow, that, that was kind of cool to see them in those roles and see them as part of this. I, I just, I don't know. It just had a lot of a lot of depth to me, and I just really enjoyed that. That's a good one. Okay, so my number one movie, this is going to kill you, Rick. This is just going to kill you. So, you know, I haven't been a fan of the two Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Right. But Disney sent me a screener of the new film, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is set to hit theaters December 16th. And wow, it is fun. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You you know I'm totally pulling your leg. I'm totally making that up. <laughs> we were about to not be friends here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was like, wait, what? Why didn't you call me? I would have exactly. driven there. Exactly. No, I just had to tease you. That's awesome. <laughs> my my number one movie, I don't know. It's a surprise to me and it could just be the recency effect, but I'm going to say my number one movie at least today for the year so far is No Time to Die. So the 25th movie from the James Bond franchise. It's also the yeah. fifth and final one to star Daniel Craig as the titular character. But this, I don't know, like I said, he finally got to do a, a James Bond movie. This one felt the most like a James Bond movie to me of all of them. So a couple of things. It's instantly clear once you start watching this film why it was pushed back. Originally, it was supposed to come out in 2019, I guess, but it was moved to, unfortunately, March 2020, the start of the pandemic, and of course pushed it back, not just because it's called No Time to Die. That by itself was enough, but because it's about a villain armed with a lab-created virus capable of killing millions. It's got Rami Malik. I don't know if you've ever saw that Mr. Robot show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's fantastic in that. Yeah, he plays the villainous Lucifer Safin, who has stolen this Heracles virus, which is made of nanobots that can be programmed to kill based on a person's or an entire ethnicity's DNA or some kind of biomarker. And the theft of Heracles has Jeffrey Wright, it's another actor who's in everything, is CIA agent Felix Leiter, and then Ralph Fiennes, MI6 leader M, or Mallory, both separately seeking Bond's help. Along the way, we meet Ashana Lynch as no 
Naomi, who's the badass new 007, who is Bond's replacement and rival, as well as Anna de Armas. She's Craig's female lead in Knives Out, here playing Paloma, who's a sexy CIA operative who steals literally every moment of this extended sequence in Cuba. It's a race against time to stop Safin. Really long movie. Lots of also really dumb things and things that don't make any sense. So you have to really work hard at suspending your disbelief on this one. But even with all of that, I thought this was just a fun movie. It felt very James Bond to me. First half of the movie is spectacular, meanders a bit after that, but still pulls it off at the end. So this will be my number one for 2021 so far. Good on. 